Very few things are more deadly than an assassin. This is because an assassin is a killer hidden in plain sight. Sometimes the death is instantaneous, like a high-profile assassination. Or it can be a slow poisoning over time that deteriorates the body until it cannot fight back. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and foes, I present to you one of the deadliest adversaries you will ever face. An adversary you have been facing much longer than you can imagine. I present to you modernity. If you want to hear the anti-modern thesis, search for episode 3. But if you don't think you have the time, another tenet of modernity might I add, then feel free to carry on. You're a smart crowd. After all, you made it this far. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Anti-Modern. In today's episode, we are talking about the push for technology and education to be the answers to all our modern ills. Zambia as a third world country, if we're using economic language, is um, a country with a lot of problems in the governance and uh, economic aspects. We constantly speak of how we need better leaders, we need more intelligent people, we need more educated people, uh, especially in positions of power, people who have a vision to get us somewhere. Unfortunately, this is uh, kind of uh, misguided. In fact, kind of would be me putting it mildly. We are so convinced that the answer to our problem is more education, we fail to comprehend what exactly this education should comprise. We make it seem as though the people who are currently in the echelons of power, the higher echelons of power, are completely uneducated, which is false, patently false, inasmuch as our elected officials might lack the relevant um, uh, educational standards. Uh, in terms of degrees and qualifications and the like, the people that they hire tend to overwhelmingly be those with high qualifications, PhD, masters, multiple certifications in different areas. In fact, um, most hiring policies indicate such educational standards. And yet here we are with rampant levels of corruption and uh, countries that are falling into degradation things that are getting uh, signed and approved that are not ready, they are not up to standard, they would not survive uh, proper scrutiny. And yet we have educated people at the helm. It's almost as if education, as it is currently touted, is not the answer. Fancy that. But why is that the case? Why is it the case that this push for education through technology results in less and not more of what we want. It's because modernity has detached itself. It's because we have detached ourselves from God's natural, God's proper and right standard of living. This is the catastrophe that is at play. We do not care about the things that really matter to God in terms of what we should be and what we must stand for. 
when God was uh, bringing forward leaders to take his people forward, the things he was looking for was not exactly education as we would doubt it. Instead, it was strength, courage, and moral character. I was about to say mortal character, which, you know, is a completely different thing altogether. Strength, courage, and moral character. And once we realize these are the foundations, these are the things that God requires, we realize that the education system that we push for does not train for these things. In fact, it was set up to not train for these things. The education system, as it is currently framed, is there to turn people into to put it kindly, or to put it mildly, cogs in a machine. Turn humans into industrialized machines. And therefore we are mass producing humans with all these qualifications that can be rubber stamped into different areas. Almost as though you can be trained for an actual job description. Like all architects are the same, and all doctors are the same, and all accountants are the same, uh, and, and all sorts of things like that. When in reality, you get hired by a company and you end up spending the first couple of months or weeks, depending on how complex the structure is or the role in which you've been called to fill, being trained to fill that role. This is why companies look for factors that are not exactly on your resume or CV. In fact, your CV or resume is the bare minimum. It's what gets you into the door to say this person has the kind of mind that can grasp the high principles, the high things that we want and require of this person. This person has worked on a number of jobs with a number of organizations as proof that he can work well with others and execute at a high level. And this person can learn, is willing to go the extra mile. That's the entire purpose of a CV, a curriculum vitae, or a resume. So compare that to where we are, where we think education is the be-all and end-all, and so we sacrifice everything on the altar of an education that does not produce the actual qualities required, which is strength, courage, and moral character. I was having a discussion with an interesting gentleman over the weekend, which brought this thing, this idea, to mind, because as we were talking um, he brought up a number of uh, a number of good points which I will um, uh, continue along and break down throughout the remainder of this podcast uh, we're looking at the current situation in the country and how we needed people who are able to come through and and stand up and to do what is right even in the face of overwhelming odds and so you are uh, an individual who has been given a job um, in, in the government and the question was what is there to keep this person from being corrupt? Is it education? He has thought through this, this is somebody who has, who has been trained with the right mind to say no corruption, bad ethics. You know, we, we don't do this here. These are the values of the firm. Is that enough to keep the person from going off on a tangent? I think anybody who has a right view of the newspapers seeing what's going on on the ground would say no. In fact, um, the education that we have leads to more rather than less of this. It leads to uh, more corruption. People become uh, better able. They are more intelligently attuned to ways in which they can cut uh, the line 
make things shorter in a way that leads to them lining their pockets and rather than for the rather than for the general good of everyone so it's, it's not exactly an intelligence thing the only thing um, that is achieved uh, by training or better training an immoral person is now they are able to steal or be more corrupt in an intelligent way so it's not exactly education that gets them there the next one was uh, um, okay uh, I get that okay um, but what about if the person is financially stable if they're financially stable their incentive to be corrupt also goes down the drain because they don't exactly need the money that is being offered to them good point um, money financial stability does make you a little bit more secure to avoid these mini and petty bribes but what it does not do is enable you to stand up when somebody who has more power comes and is putting pressure on you to make a decision in their favor or when somebody offers you more than what you'd expect to earn if you go to your average middle class or upper middle class individual and they are offered two years worth of wages to sign a simple paper that is a very good offer it's a very good offer especially if as we'll get to a little bit later nobody gets hurt at least at face value no one gets hurt and so the issue isn't financial stability that is not our protection but another problem with that is what hope is there for the vast majority of the country especially in zambia who are not well to do if integrity character moral fiber comes from the number of zeros in your bank account then there is no hope for the vast majority of our country and that's a very bleak way of viewing things is it not especially when we know for a fact that there are people who are fairly reasonably and even abjectly poor who have strength courage and moral character in order to stand up against all sorts of threats made against them their person their family and their property so it can't be the number of zeros in your bank account it cannot be about money alone there has to be something else there has to be something more to the issue of character as a foundation for education as the necessary thing for people to have in order to go forward character has to be grounded strength courage and moral character has to be grounded in something that is unmovable immovable whichever the correct one is it has to be something that regardless of the situation is able to stand up stand firm and do what is right in which case it cannot be about a standard of education bachelor's master's grade 12 grade 7 grade 9 it cannot be about that and it also cannot be about financial status it also cannot be about intelligence it cannot be that when you reach a certain level of iq no it has to be grounded in something that is reasonable able and achievable by everybody down the spectrum of society humanity as a whole and this is where the biblical worldview makes sense because the biblical worldview grounds everything in the fact that we and the whole of creation were created by a great and sovereign god this is the god who made us in his image he made us in such a way that we are able um, to know what is right shun what is evil 
avoid what is wrong. God made us in this way. God made us as moral characters. On top of that, he gave us two commandments that basically comprise the entirety of the law. As Lord Jesus Christ himself says when he was asked to summarize, what is the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. In fact, some uh, really intelligent, uh, to prove that I'm not against intelligent, really intelligent scholars have noticed that the entirety of the commandments can be summed up by all of this. The first four commandments deal with loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the last six comprise of loving your neighbor as yourself. These two metrics are the things that give us strength, courage, and moral character. And they are the things that cannot be taught in uh, the education system as it is currently framed. Rather, the education system what is brought about by this idea of technology is that we can rubber stamp ethics onto people without the ultimate grounding or foundation so that they are able to do what is right in the face of overwhelming odds. And we know for a fact this does not work. This cannot work. We see it right across the nations with people black, brown, white, Indian, Asian, Arab, uh, African, Westerners, even in Antarctica, dare I say. It is everywhere. The fact is it has to be grounded. Strength, courage, and moral character have to be grounded on something outside of us. And this is what is known as the biblical worldview coming to root, coming to bear on the education system. I bring all of this up because right now we have a number of parents who have their children who have completed grade 12. And they're wondering what next, where can they apply? And this is the danger that we fall into. We think what is needed for our children is some 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 great education that gives them the likelihood of success it increases their likelihood of success if they can just get this degree these letters after their name msc phd emg arc architect right if we just get them to have those letters after their name they are set they are safe they are grounded as if we do not see people around us who have those letters behind their name who are completely and utterly corrupt. They cannot and they will not be saved by their wealth or by their education, which means there is something else that is needed, something that the education system, as it is currently framed, does not provide. There is a great need here. And here, I will plug the African Christian University. Not that all of this is a uh, promotion of the African Christian University, but to some extent it is. Because all of these young people can be sent to universities hoping that they will learn the right amount of ethics to protect them from a world, a society that's going to bring all sorts of pressures upon them that require strength, courage, and moral character. And they will buckle, and they will fall, and they will fail. Because there's no grounding that will protect them. I'll end this with, a, with, a, with an example. Sometimes we think that the standard is as long as you're not hurting anyone. And this is where the two great laws, as framed by the Lord Jesus Christ, make the most sense. And so somebody can offer you, and uh, let's say you are a... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Let's say you are a 
procurement officer somebody's coming in they're submitting their tenders you get to choose who gets the job the job doesn't belong to anyone the person who sets the standard for who the job goes to is you it's you there's there's no one else the only criteria here is who do you think would do the job best give them the job and so if one of the bidders comes and gives you a little bit of money to say give us the job in fact let's say all of them give you money to say give us the job the job doesn't belong to any one person in fact you giving the job to the person who you need to pick doesn't hurt anyone because no one had the job it did not exist prior to now you are the sole criteria and so in you taking the highest offer or taking money from all of them and giving it to only the one you favor if you do that you're not hurting anyone and so strictly speaking right according to our warped worldview we have not broken love your neighbor as you love yourself it's not hurting anyone no one is at a loss but if you factor in the great commandment that you need to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you realize that what you are doing is in fact wrong by God's standard. You are showing partiality in a way that you should not, in a way that you must not. And so without that, all you are left with is this subjective standard of it doesn't hurt anyone. But then the inverse. Let's say you are christian good standing you love going to church and so you are uh, regularly in 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 the presence of god you love the lord your god with all your heart so mind and strength or so it seems and yet the way you treat your employees is terrible you don't pay them enough uh, to keep them uh, going you you know that you're making supernatural profits and yet you still insist on keeping them on extremely low wages because this is common business practice right everyone else around you is doing it and so you say, I love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And yet, the second, great, the second commandment, which comprises the last tablet of the law, that one you are negligent on. And this is why strength, courage, and moral fiber or moral character come into play. Because now the thing that is important isn't what is everyone around me doing. It is what does God require of me. When I stand before God, to give an account of all that I am, all that I have, and all that I did with the resources he gave me, will I be able to say, I did it all for you and your glory? And so an education system that just focuses on the intellect, what modernity will tell us is what is important. They need to get good grades. They need to get this degree. They need to get this diploma. They need to get this certificate. They need to get a master's. They need to get a PhD. They need to get a job with all this experience and all of this stuff. This kind of stuff that doesn't exactly matter, even to the people who are hiring. As I hope you picked up from the initial part, the companies that hire are actually looking for these things. There's a British Council survey that I'll link in the description to this, where employers were asked to grade the people who were coming in, particularly university graduates who were recently coming in, on certain elements of moral standing, truth, honesty, integrity, timekeeping, uh, responsibility, you name it, working well with others. And people were failing drastically, even though they were coming in with amazing resumes and CVs. Because companies are actually looking for this. They're not looking for cogs in a wheel even though they might think they are because god did not 
make us to be machines. He did not make us to be cogs in a wheel. Instead, he made us to be strong, courageous, and moral characters. People who are able to stand up against the odds. And so, what is provided by a university like the African Christian University and others is the kind of education that grounds everything in the fact that God is the one in charge. He made you. And without his foundation, everything else falls to tatters. This is the kind of education that built the world we live in. This is the kind of education that results in growth in the person's life and not just their career outside of any educational standards. This is the kind of education that is required. This is the kind of education that even though the person being trained might end up not proceeding to a master's degree or a PhD or any other thing will result in them being productive members of God's world. Productive members of society. And so, as parents, guardians, friends are looking for a place to go, a place to spend their gap year, a place to spend, a place to study, let us not focus on what modernity brings forward, which is it's all about technology, gaining education and education and education. The same things that have brought the nations around us crumbling right now. Instead, it's about something that's more valuable than that, something that is even more pivotal and essential, which is strength, courage, and moral character. Because everything else can be taught. Everything else is being taught and it's not helping anyone. And so what you want is an education that is grounded in something real, something tangible, something that will get the person the tools they need to be a valuable contributor to their selves, their lives, their families, their societies, and the companies that they work for. Strength, courage, and moral character. Over to Mumbi. Welcome to Checking Up on the News here on Anti-Modern. Hope you had a lovely week. And to dive straight into it, the Road Transport and Safety Agency has launched shocking investigations into the alleged fraudulent issuing of driver's licenses at a named driver examination center in Lusaka. Shocking, I say. Uh, Ratsa, head of public relations, Frederick Mwanga, has indicated that retesting of driver's license applicants may be conducted depending on the outcome of these investigations. Next up, a new season of bleach was... Oh, oh not, not that bleach. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, the Zambia Environmental Management Authority, Zima, launched a project to phase out and even ban skin bleaching creams. Nice. It was disclosed during the meeting that mercury concentration in some of these creams and soaps was as much as 2,000 times that of the recommended safety threshold. Other than that, good show. We await the final Getsuga Tensho. Now, for something genuinely surprising and kind of baffling, MPs were shocked to discover that the Northwestern Province did not have any contract for feeder and township roads between 2016 and August 2021, as in zero. 
nothing. To put this into perspective, the northern province had 2,768,264,485 kwacha, roughly, while the northern province had zero. Central province received 2,284,014,083 kwacha, roughly, and northwestern province had, let me check my notes, uh, yes, zero. Great minds would suspect something nefarious was at play, but not us. We would never think such a thing. The revelation was made by local government minister Garing Kombo in parliament last week. Uh, moving on, Minister of Finance Dr. Stumbeko Musokotone said that over the last 10 years, government has signed road contracts valued at 127 billion kwacha without a clear plan on how these commitments were to be liquidated. As of June 30th, arrears payable to contractors and consultants stood at 9.68 billion kwacha. Wow, that's, uh, it's not a small amount of money. Just like, just like education loans, I guess. Now on to something a little bit different. President Haka Hinda on Thursday announced his intention to realign Chirundu, Itejiteji, and Chama districts back to their original districts. Uh, Chirundu and Itejiteji will be moved back to the southern province, while Chama will be realigned from Mochinga province to eastern province. Uh, an interesting bit of news there. And now to adapt a classic piece of literature to the Mozambian concept. <clears throat> One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness, bind them in the land of Mordor, where the shadows lie. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we were once again bound in darkness as power outages. Surprise, surprise. Various parts of the country were hit by power shortages, as expected, of course. Uh, commenting on the phenomenon, Energy Minister Peter Kapula said that these power outages were caused by faulty power lines. Not to be confused with fault lines, though. I'm sure we'll get to that sooner rather than later and will only come to an end once all repairs are done this was in response to questions by parliamentarians on the matter speaking of parliamentarians the parliamentary seats of Bowman Sambo and Joe Malangi of the PF were nullified last week after petitions by Bernard Kanengo and Charles Abel Mulenga respectively uh, Bernard Kanengo cited malpractices before and during the August elections, while Charles Abelmlinger cited illegal practices and that the get this opponent did not possess the minimum academic qualifications set forth by the constitution. Has this has has it has this ever happened before? F feels feels familiar. Speaking of familiarity, to a news article that happened in the year twenty fourteen from the Zambia Daily Mail, published on November 25 of the same year, Lusaka billboards a danger to life. Uh, a quote from the article, The hailstorm, which recently shook and took Lusaka by surprise, proved that some billboards, which are mostly made of steel frames, are not firmly erected, con raising concerns among motorists. Uh, some billboards in Chelston, at Manda Hill, and near National Hero Stadium fell during the hailstorm, damaging nearby vehicles, and blocked roads resulting in swelled traffic jam there truly is nothing new under the sun if only we could learn from it 
to something that's admittedly kind of cool. Minister of Technology and Science, Felix Mutati, says that the Zambia government has set a target to launch its own satellite within the next two years. I never imagined I would hear those words and yeah, pretty cool. Now on to some sad news. Uh, last week, Kawata member of parliament, Levin Kandawiro, died in a car accident outside his house uh, when he was trying to open the gate. I believe he was going into the house on this note. Our verse for the week is 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 2, which states, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live in peace and quiet lives, in all godliness and holiness. On the fleshly side of things, the word politics does not evoke the best of emotions in a lot of us as people. Um, politics, the word itself, does leave a bit of a bitter taste in our mouths, but um, it's very easy for us to forget that our leaders, our elected leaders, need our prayers. Um, and for us Christians, it is commanded of us by God. So let us not forget that we are all image bearers and we are all in need of grace the grace of God, the guidance of God, and the protection of God. So in closing out, let's pray for those in authority. Thank you everyone for your attention. We'll catch you next week.